1: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Welcome back everyone to talk and Devils, the number one independent podcast, Manchester United podcast, brought to you by Talkin'Devils.co.uk. I am your host, Keane, and on this lovely Saturday morning, I am joined by two former Manchester United players, joined here by Lee Lawrence and also Phil Marsh. Here to talk all things Manchester United, we're going to review the Arsenal game on Thursday night. We're also going to talk um, the beginning of the Ralph Ragnac era, which does take place uh, tomorrow afternoon against Crystal Palace at Old Trafford. And also we will be discussing um, Michael Carrick departing from Manchester United after 15 years at the club. So a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to dissect this morning. So glad to have the two lads on here on this early Saturday morning. Um, first of all,
0: Lee, Lee, haven't talked to you in a week. How's the performed? How was your week But Everything's been good, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, good that we got back to winning ways, obviously, against Arsenal. Give us all a little pick of what we needed, I think. Um, but yeah, everything, everything on my side, mate. Uh, had a nice week and i'm off out there in manchester tonight so that's even better
1: <laughs> yeah absolutely look look. i'm literally just back from manchester myself and not like going there where it's for a match or where you're going there on, on a trip itself it's a beautiful city so you know absolutely bang on and phil yourself um usually you're always busy big game today as well and um, for yourself and also as wayne's pointed out in the comments section as well uh you're in the Christmas spirit there at the Christmas tree behind you in the background. So you you're 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 all you're all in spirit today.
2: Yeah, good mate, all good. Obviously looking forward to my game this afternoon. Um and yeah, just you know put the tree up the other day with the girls and stuff, so just thought I'd you know bring that little bit of Christmas uh festivities in, into the podcast today. Hold on. Yeah, definitely. Oh here we go. Lee's got one as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I in, my, my I'm in my lad's room
0: it's the, it's the only place we get a decent signal and my lad's decorated these room up uh, all over the gap but you can't see it
1: <laughs> so Phil has the tree up Lee has the sticks I've nothing Christmassy so I'm uh, technically right now I'm the Grinch right now I'm the Grinch of the podcast right now <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm putting up my tree today so next week's podcaster will have Christmas decorations on don't worry might even have a little Christmas background or something <clears> in, in the background of the, of the stream here today but here, talk all things united and look this past seven days on the previous podcast we we're talking about a whirlwind of emotions we were talking about kind of unsure where we we're gonna go obviously there's talk ragnick was coming in but we didn't have the official announcement fast forward a week we have the official announcement and you know we all know he's set to be in the dugouts um this sunday against palace however we did have a game thursday um at old trafford against arsenal and we're back to winning ways with, with a entertaining three two win. Um, let's come to you firstly. Just in terms, of the, the game itself, obviously, you know, for Michael Carrick, they, we all thought this could be his final game though as interim manager. But we we also did have the we also thought he'd go in kind of and be Ragnik's assistant on the back. Obviously, getting three points and him steadying the ship as kind of the interim boss. What are your feelings about Michael leaving the football club and? Joe, what what did you make of kind of this time and what were your memories of Carrick at the football club?
0: Yeah, well, look, Carrick uh, is a, is Man United through and through. And since he come to the club, he's been a he's been a great servant of the club. Um, I, it was a bit sweet, really, when I when I seen that he'd uh, you know decided to leave. Um, you know, it's I, I think he's gone out with a lot of dignity in what he's done. Um, he, it was all over the you know the media, the press, and social media about. With Ollie going, you know, it's not it weren't just Ollie's fault. There was a, a lot of input i.e. with Carrick and things like that. And he's, a lot of people saying that he should have gone with him. Um I think he's took the, you know, the moral I ground. He's made he's made a decision upon his own back. Um and fair play to him, you know, he's he's had three good good results against three good teams um these last few weeks. Um, you know, it looks like he's steadied him a little bit more, took a dropped a few players which Oli didn't seem like he wanted to drop. Um and yeah, look, he did a real good job. He's been a he's been a real good servant to Man United a Man United's guy. Um, it's it's a sad day when anyone who's been at the club for so long Um uh, but I think it's probably necessary. I think it's you know I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think the reason we all love Man United, especially the ex players, is you always feel part of that club. Uh, the the saying once a red, always a red, really you know goes without saying. Me and Phil was a a dinner do at Old Trafford a couple of weeks ago, 16 years after we both left. You know, it's a, it's a long time, 16 years. And to go back and, uh, you know, still feel appreciated by the club is, it, it's special. Man United is a special place and, uh, you know, it, they look after the own, which is great. But I do think it's time now that we bring some outside influence in, which we have done with Ralph Rangnick. And uh, I always think it's a positive move. And uh, let's, let's see what happens. But, Listening to what he says on the press conferences and the way, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in depth in a bit, but the, his philosophies and things like that, it looks like it's, a, for me, a, a very positive move for the club.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I think with, with Ragnick for me, especially listening to, in, in the press conference yesterday, he spoke with so much conviction. Like he spoke conviction, you can see, like, you know what his plan, plan is, his outline is, So in terms of the way he wants to play football, <clears throat> And as you, as as you rightly mentionedly, outside influence is what we need, and it looks like we're going to get that rank that coming in. The fact he's coming in as an interim manager, and then going into consultancy role for two years, looks like we're going in a different direction and an exciting one. Um, in 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 my book, but um, Phil, in terms of like when you when you actually entered the first team, um, yourself, obviously you you were. If you're around and um, Carrick yourself would have been kind of in and around that time when when Carrick was just after signing him from Tottenham Hotspur when being with him on the training ground and kind of the slight midfield player that he was many Manchester United fans would discover him kind of as a underrated midf- midfield player at the club and kind of call him like a Rolls Royce in the midfield from training with him what was he like on the training ground
2: yeah i I'd, I'd definitely agree with that i think he was very underrated i think you know he was a model professional on and off the pitch um you know really nice guy as well you know somebody again who, who you could speak to and and he would you know always offer his advice and, and sort of uh, you know give you that bit of time to to sort of speak to him but yeah on the pitch you know he, you know he never did anything really spectacular but what he did do was you know he always made uh, angles and give like other teammates options and he was the sort of person that a lot of the play went through he'd you know be the guy that was dictating the play switching play keeping the ball ticking over and you know for me especially um you know when you look at the, the midfield players that sort of was around at that time like to skulls and Keane, um maybe he did go under the radar a little bit for what he did and what he gave to manchester united because um, in training, I remember him and, you know, he never used to give the ball away. You know, everything he did there was quality. And, you know, again, I think he was somebody who, you know, was probably not appreciated as much as as others because of, you know, he's like sort of an unsung hero again, if you like, because he, he, he didn't do anything that you'd probably remember, sort of like a spectacular goal or, you know, magnificent bit of skill. But what he did do was you know, keep that ball moving and, and he was a key part of that team um, in terms of, you know, the way they wanted to play.
1: Yeah, and I think, especially if you t- if you talk about Carrick in terms of his time at the football club, I think Manny Force probably didn't appreciate him until the latter end of his career. when We kind of noticed how crucial he actually was because, like, in his early United career, we had the likes of Ronaldo's, you had Rooney's, you, you obviously you had Scholes, Giggs. You had all these players who were these big star names one thing people probably slept on was Carrick was one of them players that kept us ticking, who would make that first line break and pass, though, to keep to keep that sustained level of pressure there. I think that's one thing you kind of noticed, especially when we look at the 2012-13 season, which arguably I think is probably his best season in a United shirt. Um, he was absolutely unbelievable that season. And people really started giving him his colours then in terms of you know his quality as a Manchester United player. So 100%. I'm sad to see him go. Um, you know, in terms of him leaving the club. I was hoping he'd probably learn off Ragnarok and then maybe go on and manage Joe you know, elsewhere and kind of really gain gain experience. Cause one thing I've kind of noticed in in the few games interim charge, he has something about him. The way he speaks in the press conference in terms of that, in terms of like the way he has teams tactically set up in the last couple of games. Um do I think he has something about him? I think if he learned off a manager like like Ragnik, who has a particular set has a particular set of style of play that's different to what he learned under Ollie and Mourinho as an assistant coach, that he can maybe incorporate that, you know, into his overall coaching philosophy himself. So, like, look, I'm sad to see him go, and um, but look, obviously, you spend 15, 16 years at a club. Maybe he needs kind of a breakaway from football as a as a player and a coach. You know, maybe. He kind of needs that kind of mental break maybe because you're in the game so long and you haven't had a break maybe he just needs that year or 18 months or whatever it may be and then then come back to another football club as a coach and you know maybe go off and get his own experience off in his, his own such as what likes rooney has been doing at the moment to derby and your know, other former manchester United players who have gone out and pursued coaching careers so 100 100 sad to see him go but Look, we all know he was he was a great player for the football club, uh modern professional and as I said, like a Rolls-Royce um in the midfield and someone who definitely was underrated by many United fans in terms of his quality um as a football player. But just kind of reflecting on the match itself, obviously. We did win 3 2. Um for I was at the game itself and for anyone watching on telly as well. Very entertaining game, end to end. Um in terms of like certain players' performances, I did pick up a couple of the, couple of things at the game. But Jaden Sancho and um, we were actually just talking about him off camera in terms of his kind of resurgence in form in these the last couple of weeks. And Leah, let's come to you on this. Like we said at the start, like at the start of the season, we were excited to see Jaden kind of come into this team and really show what we were missing in terms of a white player who can give us weight, give us pace, and make us more direct in attack. At the start of the season, we kind of discussed about his poor form, and now we we we're now seeing kind of the central Sancho is at Dortmund, and he he has a history of kind of starting seasons slow in terms of he always picks up his best form from November to December. What are your thoughts about Jaden's performance on Thursday in terms of his quality and in terms of his um, creativity, and just also his overall form in 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 the last kind of you know,
0: two three weeks? Yeah. Um... I mean we've been calling for it for a good few months now, aren't we? That Jaden gets a run in his in his right position. You know, we uh, we've been saying there's no point buying a player what uh what we think's gonna have all this, you know, this potential in this show what he can do at Dortmund without without giving him a run of games, uh, to get himself up to speed in the Premier League, you know. And uh, it looks like now with a better luck, everything crossed because I think he could be a great a great, great player for us. It looks like he's getting a, a run of games in uh, you know in his rightful position and it looks like he's turning the corner a little bit um if was, it, for me it looks like he's a, he's a confidence player um with you like say it, it does take him a little bit of time to get going um it looks like that's that's happened again this season hopefully it's a turning point but we were just discussing it before before we come live on earth for me um he needs he needs, probably needs someone to to put his arm around him and show the belief that you know he, he doesn't need to to get up to speed or do something magnificent in you know a match or score an handful of goals before he kicks on, is uh, you know is a high profile player. We, we want him as a as a Man United club and a Man United fan. We want him to kick on straight away. Um, all the best players can do it. I'm sure we will do, and I'm sure under Ralph that that's going to come out. But um, <clears throat> it does look like he's improving. He, he looks like he's getting to the play. We all seen at Dortmund. Um, I obviously we, we've seen the press conference. We know that. uh Frank does like him because I, I believe he tried to sign him at Leipzig before he went over to uh, you know to Dortmund. He looks like he's a fan of him. Um, he looks like he'll get much more opportunities underneath him, and hopefully give him uh, give him a shot to show the potential and you know hopefully become one of our one of our great wide players which we've had over the years.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. And I think in this rank existence of pressing and counter pressing and to sustain pressure, you're gonna see Jaden Sancho play a more prominent role than he has you know, done maybe earlier on in the season because if you look at United's pressing stats, he's our highest presser. You know, up up there with like the Fernandez and Joe Pob funny enough, Paul Pogba in terms of Joe you know, sustained devils of pressure in terms of you know, our highest presser of the ball. So like I think if you look at that style of play, Jaden is definitely gonna be well needed in, in this team. Not only that, like he has creativity, like what Ragnick likes is to win the ball back to win win to win the ball back quickly, and then within eight seconds, create a chance. That's that's the way his philosophy is. So if you have a manager like that, you need quick, creative players. And Jaden Sancho fits that profile tenfold. You know, he he, he does have all them attributes and like, watch him up close and personal myself on, on, on Thursday night. Like, I could see his ball control was second to none. His position, the way he deals his body, though, to, to keep the ball and, and, and retain possession. Like, he, he, he's quite good at that. So, like for me, I, I'm excited to see what he does on the Rangnick. And I've been really impressed, with him, obviously, with the Villarreal game and, and the Chelsea game. He, he, he played quite well. And the way he dropped the shoulder to, to kind of put the ball past Mendy against Chelsea was. Was fantastic. though. a well taken finish. And his performance against Arsenal, you know, he had their full backs on toast. So yeah. 100% excited to see what he is like now in this new era. And um, wonder Ragnick. And
0: the, the other thing I noticed uh, just before, obviously, I, I forget to say it, is uh, it looks like what, I, what I've seen against Arsenal, he kind of, what I've been calling for for a good while is get the ball into the box. You know, we've got Ronaldo, obviously, we've got Caverni when he comes in. It looked like we were scared to put the ball in the box. What I noticed, it, it looked like if he had a chance to get it in there quickly, he was um, you know, he was putting it in against Arsenal, which again for, for what we've got as a team can only be a, a good thing and a good attribute to off.
1: Yeah, definitely. And like when you have like the one of the best headers of the ball in the world in Cristiano, and like he's the best finisher in world football, why wouldn't you be putting balls into the box? You know, I think that's something that you do need. You need that level of creativity to, to give Ronaldo that service. Because there's been games this season where where he hasn't scored but he hasn't got the service so i think having Jaden and the team definitely do you know, benefits us in that regard in terms of getting the service in into the box and having ronaldo take them half chances because all of, all he needs to have chance to score a goal like i think look you've seen even like on thursday night when joe you know, i think it was rashford to put in that cross for ronaldo's goal joe you know, ronaldo literally just one little dip of the shoulder and bang it was in you know like literally half chance half, split second finish so I think you look at it they just need Jaden to stay fit because he's had an unlucky run at the start of the season when you think about he had injuries he had till you know, i think he had health issues the start of the season as well you know all these little things he was in and out of the team so like with, with Jaden at the moment you're just hoping now he can stay in the team and keep this sustained level of form that he has right now because when you look at the level of fixtures we have coming up between now and march we have a very favorable run and under this new manager with the new manager bounce new system new new set of tactics we can re- we can still make something out of this season now i'm not saying win the title because i think that's still a long way off because you look at the points difference between us and the top three at the moment we'd have to hope for all three of them to collapse which i don't think could happen but in terms of getting getting into the top four and win the trophy i think that is still an expectation we can have to kind of have the season be a respectable season and Definitely still a sustained run of the Champions League because we topped our group. We're gonna get a fav- a favorable draw going into the last 16. So get past the last 16. You don't whatever can happen to you, you know, you don't know it's knockout football. But Phil, I'm gonna to come to you on Sancho because obviously he's bit b- b- pretty big price tag, like let's be honest, like 73 million pounds, homegrown player. Do you think maybe it was a case that yes, he was in the Bundesliga and he came there from a young age now he's coming to the premier league still a very young player do you think maybe from in terms of culture was it maybe a culture shock to Jaden, in terms of the competitive nature of the premier league in terms of and the the physicality do you maybe think it took him it took him a while to maybe adjust to and that's why we're seeing only the best of Jaden now in in terms of like three months into his man united career
2: it's a massive price tag, it is. So there's obviously a lot of expectation that comes with that. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, he's a quality player and I'm sure that he would have been aware of what the Premier League was like. You know, the styles, the uh, the physicality, the speed. Obviously, he played international football as well. Um, you know, played in the Champions League. stuff. So I wouldn't really, you know, buy into that as much. I just feel as though... Watching Jaden in the earlier months, um, obviously there's been a lot of pressure with the club. You know, not being you know at the heights that the the probably should have been, and some dodgy results. So confidence can be affected in that way as well. Um, You know, he's not had a run of games up until recently, um, where he's been you know playing in his proper position, and you know getting that sort of run of games, which every player needs really to to sort of get up to speed. Uh, But but for me, I think just watching him. Um, I always think that you know in an attacking position, um, Adams and we was always told you know at Manchester United when you're in them attacking positions, you're the, you're the people that make things happen. you know go and express yourself. you're the ones that can take risks and, and sort of you know try and create an opportunity or try and create something out of nothing. because um, in the final third if you lose the ball, yeah, the, the, the other team's not gonna score straight away from from that sort of breakdown in play. So we was always told, you know, you guys are the ones that, you know, get paid the big money because you're the ones that can, you know, effectively win us the game. I just think when I've watched Jadon, he's been a little bit sort of conservative up until recently. He's he's sort of, you know, there's been a few times where I've looked at him and I've thought, you know, go and get at him or do something or try and create, you know, and if, he, if he's getting sort of 15, 20 touches in the first half of the game, I'd be expecting him to sort of, you know, be getting at least two or three shots and and maybe, you know, three or four crosses out of them 15, 20 touches. Whereas I think when I've watched him, I think a lot of the time he'll get it and he'll, he'll threaten to do something and just sort of keep it easy and, you know, keep the ball moving and pass it. And for me, as a, as a United fan, I want to be, you know, on the edge of my seat like I have been previously with with other players. And I think, you know, he's going to do something. He's going to create a chance. Um so maybe, I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, he's the pennies dropped with him now and he's he's sort of, you know, got that little bit more confidence and he's up to speed and he can, you know, start producing um a little bit more of the stuff that we've seen when he was at Dortmund, because obviously if you watch some of the highlights from there, you know, you can see he's full of confidence. You know, he had he had Haaland in the middle who he was supplying, you know, all the time. Um, we've got similar players like Ronaldo and Cavani who, you, you know, will thrive off them kind of crosses. Um, so for me, yeah, you know, he, he's started slow, but we're, we're very hopeful that he can now kick on. And, and he's obviously a world class player. We, we, we've all seen what he can do. Uh, so yeah, just just hoping that he he sort of believes in himself a little bit more now, and and sort of takes a little bit more responsibility in terms of you know himself trying to you know put put more of an impact on on the game.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. I think if he starts influencing games more for us, we're going to see. Us have a you know, much better kind of outlet in terms of creativity. Because one thing about Fernandez, if you look at Bruno, like his chance his, so, creation numbers are off the scale. If you look at the most creative chances, Bruno's right up there. And he seems to be that kind of real big focal point we have in the team. If we can get Jaden having that level of productivity that he had at Dortmund and stay on that same level as what Bruno is in terms of creating chances, Ronaldo, Cavani, Greenwood, whoever's up front is going to have do you know many chances score goals in games and we're not it's not just off the cuff we've it's sustained levels of pressure do you know, and i think that's one thing ragnarik talked about yesterday's press conference in terms of control pressure if you have these creative players there who can retain possession and create these chances then look our goal scoring is going to be it's going to be off the charts but it's just about implementing it and making sure do you know we have the right players in the team and there's a the right balance i think we're going to get that with Ragnick coming in i was going to come to red guitarist um comment here this morning he says morning guys how long do you think before this group restarts look like a ragnick team if at all that being said what are the realistic expectations this season Um, top four and a cup i'm just going to come to that question to lee and um, lee what would be in terms of how you think how long it's going to take before we look like a ragnick team and then also and what do you think's realistic expectation Manchester United like, can kind of salvage their season at the moment? I think you'll
0: see uh hopefully you'll see glimpses tomorrow of uh, sorry, I've lost you a second there. Um are you, can you hear me uh, Yeah, we can hear you, yeah. Sorry, right, right just then yeah, I think I think hopefully you'll see you'll see glimpses tomorrow of uh, how, how he wants his team to set up and how he wants to press. And, you know, we might see a little bit of a, a different way of playing. Um, I think it's going to be a few weeks until, you know, th- th- that system is installed within the guys and, you know, th- th- they're on the training field and they're playing together and they're knowing who to press and when if they, who, when such a person presses where another guy covers round, you know, and then philosophies will take a few weeks to, to be implemented. But hopefully from the get-go, you'll see... Um, you know, you'll see a change of probably a bit of change of pace. Um, hopefully, we'll, I think straight away we'll look like a tighter team under Ragneck. I think um, that that's going to be one of his main philosophies. Is we've over the last few, well, over the whole season, really, we've been miles too easy to play around with Luke Lethargic at times. I think that will stop now. Um, I think he'll, he'll implement that straight away. I think one thing I do think, I think if he looks for me, he looks like a an old school, p you know, old school's head teacher, if you will, um, where if if you don't implement the philosophies he wants you to play with on that field, and you go in at halftime and you've not done what he wants you to do, I can imagine you know th- there being hell in that dressing room. Where I think that again, I think that may have been missing the last the last couple of uh, the last couple of seasons. So that that's a good thing for me um, in terms of where we can where we can go this season. Me on a personal level, I'd just like to see us playing more competitive football. Um, getting back to a team what you know retains the ball. We're not we're not too easy to play around. Um, we look like a Man United team. First first and foremost, I I, I would like to just see an improvement on the pitch. Um, I think there is definitely possibilities of getting into that top four. I don't think we'll get any any better than top four. But then again, you mentioned it, uh, just. in... It, five minutes ago, the, the running games we've got now is, is very favourable for our fan. If, if you look down, I've wrote it down. I think it's the fifth of March, uh, we play sitter, And that really is the only, the only game where, you know, from now till the fifth of March where we've, I, I, I would expect to pick up at, at least a point, if not most of them games, three points from them all. So if you can hit the ground up and running, there's nothing saying that, you know, we'll not be in that top four. And if, the likes of Liverpool drop, or you know, City or whoever drop, drop a few points. We might be in there pushing to, you know, to, to get to get into the top three. Maybe I think if we get anywhere past the top four, it'll be an achievement this year. And always, if we win a cup, it'll be a bonus. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm looking like you said, top four, and hopefully, so hopefully, a, a cup and a good run in Europe. Um, that that that's the best outcome for me. But really, all that aside, I just want to see us playing better football than we've played this season.
1: Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think top four and and and, and running like a, a challenging for the FA Cup is minimum expectation now. Like even if like if at the time when Solshower was there and we were under pressure, that was still bare minimum. You know, I think you have to look at ragnicks coming in. He's going to have the expectation. Dude, our ownership will want Champions League. Like that. That's just a fact. That's just a fact. They'll they'll want that. That's the crown jewel, and. For them anyway, not for us. But like if you if you look at the overall you know, fixture list, as you said, like we don't play a big sixteen till March. And you look at the fixture list that we do have between now and then, kinda of reminds me when Solskjaer actually took over as interim manager. Funnily enough, it was at around this time, December two thousand and eighteen, you know, in terms of when he came in, he had a very favorable fixture list, funny enough, until March. That though the following year twenty nineteen. Kind of reminds me of that. And I think Ragnick definitely has a very favourable fixture list to make something out of the season. And if the board do give him, if Vaki's staying on as a consultant, surely the board would give him some money in January to maybe improve improve the squad, maybe in midfield, to help implement this style. Because I think Fred, I think he's going to actually, as much as like give him sticks sometimes, I think he's going to like massively improve under this manager because of the style of play that he plays. Yeah, I think Fred's going to be a, a very important player in this squad in terms of winning winning the ball back quickly. Um, He seems to be improving anyway in the last couple of weeks. Fred, he's played quite well, played very well against Villarreal, played well against Chelsea, and especially in the second half against Arsenal, I thought very good in midfield. So he could be someone that could be very you know, crucial in, in a yeah. Ragnick system. And I think Bruno as well. If you look at the, the kind of way Preston is, Bruno's probably our hardest working player at this moment in time in terms of Joe you know, pressing from the front and Joe you know, just getting about the pitch. I think he's someone who maybe sometimes can be a bit erratic in terms of some of his decision making, but with a bit of coaching from Ragnick, I think in terms of being a bit like pressing that calculated times and maybe taking that, that though a few less risks sometimes, I think Bruno Fernandes can definitely thrive in this system because of his quality as a footballer and as a, as a character and a leader. I think. Bruno is one of them. It one of them players in the squad who demands so the best standards. And I think under this manager, I think he could actually thrive. So yeah, for me, I, I'm in agreement. I think top four most certainly. And I would say let's go for the FA Cup. Do you know what I mean? We haven't won it. Won it now for a couple of years, and it's a trophy that we used to often win. So why not? Why not go for it? Let's get these players winning the trophy. Do you know what I mean? Ronaldo's not going to come here to to not win anything. You know, I think Cristiano is someone who will want something the show for at the end of this season which I will touch on Cristiano um, after after this as well um, but Phil would you agree um, with top four and and the FA Cup and a and run in Europe is that just reali- is that realistic at the moment or do you think maybe is four place just a, maybe just the ask this season now, considering the way the top three um, have kind of pulled away from the rest of the pack this season
2: yeah, I think it's going to be difficult, obviously, to to sort of, you know, claw back all them points on, on the top three that we've just mentioned, but as you, as we've just said there, with the run of games that we've got now, I think we've got to be, you know, looking at trying to pick up as many points as, as we can now until sort of March, when we, we start playing a few of the bigger teams and, and just see where it takes us. Um, obviously, this new um, style and new new sort of uh, manager coming in now will we'll sort of Hopefully, thrive and and sort of can you know hit the ground running and and we can sort of, as Lee said, see some better performances in terms of, you know what what we want to see from a Manchester United team. You know, a lot of energy, a lot of attacking play, and and being you know more solid at the back and not conceding, you know, silly goals like we've we've seen sort of in the last few months, um, and just getting that consistency really all round because. I'm at the sort of stage at the minute where every time I, I sort of watch United, I'm sort of don't know what to expect, don't know sort of you know what kind of team, what kind of performance, what kind of um, you know scoreline it's going to be. Whereas you know you want to be at least seeing um, that little bit of consistency so you can at least you know sort of prepare for you know what what kind of a performance it's going to be. And I think obviously under Ragnick now, I think he's going to bring that in and. You know, a lot of the players all sort of, um, you know, need to sort of sharpen up and, and sort of, you know, get that energy uh, levels to, to the required for his style of play. Because you know, if, if you're not up to speed quick with this fella, as, as we've said, I think he will. You know, he won't hold any punches. He'll, he'll sort of, you know, treat everyone the same, and no matter who you are, if you're not pulling your weight, then you will either be out of the team or you know he'll be looking at you know, trying to replace people with with players that can do what he's asking um so yeah for me i think top four would would be a a realistic target even though you know we're we're a little bit off that at the moment and yeah winning a cup i think that would be a great achievement this year just in terms of you know getting that bit of silverware back in because obviously we've not won a a trophy now for quite a few years which is you know not like manchester united we're we're sort of usually you know picking up trophies sort of year in year out and and that's what we need to get back to doing and, and hopefully you know, Ralph's gonna be the, the person to sort of bring that um success back in. Definitely. And one word I would use in terms of
1: Manchester United this moment is identity. I think we need to get an identity back in terms of a, s- a sustained way of playing. You mentioned Phil, you don't like the sometimes you be before United match, you don't know what's gonna happen. But I think Ralph will bring that back. And I know it's only a six six and a half month period that he has. But I think he will give us an identity. Now, it might take more than one or two weeks before we actually fully see what he's about in terms of what players he's going to fancy in terms of our starting 11, in terms of what way he'll have us playing, whether he'll stick with a 4-3-3 like he has done before, or does he go with the 4-2-2-2 system? Um, depends on what what he sees on the training ground and what he maybe thinks will suit these players best. One thing I will... Definitely say keep an eye on is the goalkeeper situation because David De Gea is, but look, he's been top class this season and he's been quite good. But in a Ragnick system, Ragnick likes his keepers who step out. I can almost be that ball-playing goalkeeper as well and goalkeepers come out off their line. It's one thing De Gea doesn't do and is do, I think my concern is here. Does Ragnick maybe look at Henderson coming in? Could that potentially happen? That's one thing I would say, guys, keep an eye on that in these next... Couple of weeks and months in terms of Joe Ragnick and his goalkeeping choice, and um, because for me, I think they had the head deserves to stay in goal at the moment. I think he's been top class this season. And look again, Joe Taris like, tonight that save that he made was was fantastic. And um, but definitely, there's something to keep an eye on um, in terms of the goalkeeping situation, in terms of um, David. But gotta talk about one man, former teammate, obviously. If you both it is Cristiano Ronaldo, like. Are you risk if I didn't bring him up on every single podcast? Because every every week he's ba- breaking boundaries and breaking records and doing all sorts. Um, Lee, obviously, look eight hundred and one goals, career goals as a forward. He just keeps defying the odds, keeps defying expectations, and people seem to be, you know, saying he's finished. People keep keep saying that he's the problem at Manchester United. But Cristiano Rallo for me right now is the vaccine. What are your thoughts on Ronaldo breaking that eight hundred and one goal record and this his overall contribution man United this season?
0: Yeah, it is absolutely phenomenal And Let, let's be honest now. All these this rubbish and I, I nearly swore them because it, it really does get me get me angry when I look on social media about it. Ronaldo's the problem. Where the hell has Ronaldo been the problem this year? Yeah, he's, you know, he's at an age where he might not press as much as we'd like him to press. That's going to go now because in the system, the whole team's going to press a lot more than they've been pressing, uh, which is going to help him out a lot more. They're going to get the ball into him a lot quicker. And Luke, if we didn't have him this season, where would we be? Where would the goals be coming from? You know what I mean? He's, uh, he's, he's, he's as old as me, you know what I mean? And he's, he's still banging on in for fun. Um I, it doesn't need to to be involved, you know, all the game to score two and three goals in a game. He just needs that one one sniff of a chance, and you know, you know, it's going to be on target, at least on target, if not landing in the back of the net. Um, like I said, all this has been a bad buy, and it's 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 affected the team, and this it's just for me, it's a load of rubbish. We we would have been we, we, without him and without like you just mentioned, De Gea this season, I, I would hate to think where we would be in that league uh, because they're the two players for me which is which is absolutely shone this season um, and may continue, you know. And I, I think people have been saying under this system, with Van coming in, that, you know, could, Ronnie could potentially suffer. I, I think it'll be great for him. I honestly do. I think if the wide players are pressing more and we've got more possession of the ball and we're getting the ball into, into the areas where he's going to be a lot quicker, um, you know, after like I said the eight second rule, what he has about that—that's when we can score goals. He's going to get that service a lot quicker than he's going to, you know, than he's been getting it before. I think he'll thrive under this system. Yeah, I definitely think as I think he will as well. And
1: if you look at that four two 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 system that he does play, he's not the only forward up there. He's not the only attacking midfielder up there. Like you have them two sitters in midfield who will stick to their position and they will hold, and then you have the four attackers up there. Obviously, the, the two. Kind of wide players are more inverted, but maybe you put maybe uh, Cavani beside him, you know, in the front too, because Cavani's a serial presser. Like Cavani's pressing attributes are, are fantastic. New players like Sancho there, Bruno there, in the round that they will press, they will make up for Ronaldo's, let's say, lack of pressing. Like a I, I, when I listen to people talk about Ronaldo and, and pressing, it drives me bonkers because. At 21, Ronaldo was an oppressor when we, when he was really hitting his primary United. He, we had players like Jason Park. We had players, you know, like Tevez, we need Rooney, players like that who would... they do all the hard work around them. They'd create chances and he, he'd put them away. Look at, look yeah, at
0: Teddy Shevingum. Teddy Shevingum was the oppressor. One of the yeah. best players we've ever produced in this country. He's, 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 he's adapted his game not to be a presser anymore. He's adapted his game to be a centre-forward and score goals. And he's doing exactly what that says on the tin. He's getting a chance and he's scoring all our goals. Let the other guys press around him, let him be our main strikers. It works for me, it works. Yeah, definitely. One hundred
1: percent. And and again, when you have we have hard working players there, such as the Sancho's and the Brunos, they can do that collectively in the press. Like even Thursday night, Ronaldo was pressing. Ronaldo was working hard. The people say that he doesn't work for the team, it's a myth. If there's that there's another player in world football at the moment who got Ballon d'Or just recently and if anyone watched the game against Man City there last week, are people talking about Messi being a problem? I, I watched Ruben Diaz walk past Messi with the ball, bring it out from the back, and he was strolling. Yeah. But because it's Cristiano Ronaldo and it's Manchester United, it'll make, it'll make you know, headlines. And the fact that you know he's a Manchester United player, people are going to throw that scrutiny and try to throw him under the bus. But like, look... Ronaldo is not the problem with this Man United team this season because if, if, he, if he was the problem, do you know, it, it's just wrong. He's the top goal scorer for Man United this season. He's dragged us into the Champions League knockout rounds. How is he the problem with this football club? It's bitterness. That, that's what it is. It's bitterness. Look, I'll, I'll leave that one there. But um, Phil, obviously, for you being a forward and you obviously played alongside Cristiano at the football club and you've always talked about his determination and his kind of obsession with reputation in terms of working on everything and being kind of the first on the training ground and the last leave. When you first seen Cristiano walk, walk through them doors at Old, Tra, at Old Trafford and Carrington and you seen kind of that young, kind of brash Port, Portuguese player coming in, could you have ever imagined he would have got to these heights and breaking 801 goals in, in his football career?
2: No, definitely not. I mean... You know, when he first came to the club, you know, you, you could see the the ability and the talent, and you know, you could see glimpses of of what kind of player he was gonna be. Um, but then to obviously see fast forward, you know, to to where he is today, and obviously all the goals that he scored, and the standards that he set, and obviously his own will and desire, and sort of you know that sort of you know fire in his belly to keep playing as long as he can is extraordinary. And you know, he's someday, you know, as a young player um, and, and obviously still playing at this age now to the level that he is. It's it's a sort of, you know, example and, and he's a sort of, you know, role model for all these young players to, to sort of look at him and, and say, well, you know, if you want to hit the top, and you want to play at the level that he's played at for, you know, such a long period of time and still be producing the performances and, and the goals and, you know, all that kind of thing, then, you know, there's no other person in world football for me who ticks all the boxes, you know. He does everything on and off the pitch, exemplary. Um, and for me, looking back at, obviously, the time when I was at the club and, and sort of getting to know him, um, you know, he had that appetite to want to learn, he, you know. he came come to the club and he was a little bit, you know, at times, you know, trying to do too much. We, we've obviously talked on this before. Uh, once he got that out of his game, and and sort of you know, started working on you know less is more and just doing you know the right things at the right time. You know what a player he was, and obviously he's just kicked on year after year from that. And obviously looking at him now and and all this stuff about him not pressing, I agree with obviously both of you there saying that he's definitely not the problem. He's he's the, 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 he's our sort of talisman. He's he's the person that you know who wins us games. You know week in week out. You know you've seen the goals that he scored in big moments, which is what he does, uh, especially in the Champions League, um, you know, that's his bread and butter, he, he just seems to keep reproducing, you know, like it's it's nothing, which is unbelievable and um, for me, I, I actually think, you know, when you get to this kind of age, obviously I can relate to this myself, still playing and, you know, playing in them forward areas, he's, he's just a little bit more clever, you know, he's not going to run around and, and sort of press for 90 minutes because you know, that's that's not his capabilities anymore. He, he's, you know, late 30s and, and he's he's using his brain and he's being clever and putting himself in positions where he's conserving energy to, to get on the ball. And when he gets on that ball, you know, he's going to make the difference and he's going to be the one that's going to score that goal. And you seeing it the other night against Arsenal, you know, getting into the box, you know, getting in a position where he's in between defenders and when he gets a chance, you know, there's nobody better in world football. He, he always hits the target and, you know, he's... he's absolute joy to, to sort of, you know, i have played with and to watch and, and to sort of, you know, see how much he's, you know, having a, a, an effect on some of the players at the club at the moment. I think he's been an absolute revelation um, coming into the club and, and giving us sort of that person who's going to sort of give us an opportunity to win a trophy this year because without his goals and without his sort of experience and, and sort of uh, leadership skills, um for me, I think I think we'd be, you know, as well as De Gea, we'd, we'd be, you know, mid-table and we'd probably have no chance really of, of doing anything this year without him. And, and and it's obviously, you know, credit to him. And obviously, for me, he's, he's going to keep breaking records and, and keep, you know, setting the bar as high as he can, because that's what he does. And all this criticism, I've said it before, he, he thrives off this and he uses it as fuel and he loves proving people wrong, which he'll, you know, continue to do, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. And look,
1: again, if we didn't have Ronaldo or David De Gea this season, mid table, maybe just below mid table, if we'd be honest, if you look at the winners and do match max saves that David De Gea has had, we'd be mid table and maybe even below that. So look, he's not the problem. He's been the solution this season. He's, been, he's dug us out many times. And look, let's hope on the Ragnick now that we can have. players can work hard around him and he can do what he does because like i look at ronaldo now it's kind of similar to van nistelrooy in terms of when van nistelrooy is at the football club he wasn't someone who was massive hard worker presser, or do kind of that erratic striker but he was a finisher he he was a marksman and that's what ronaldo was doing now in terms of you give him a chance in the box he's got he's he's got a score rude was like that as well up front phil you can attest to this rude was someone who you give him that one chance he'd put in the back of the net this is Literally the same thing with, with Cristiano now. You'd, you'd, you'd get get Ronaldo to the right position. He's he's intelligent the way he moves, the way he glides into the box. We just need our players to be more intelligent on the ball, more intelligent with their pressing. And then Ronaldo will be in these right positions where we can score. And I think with the under Ragnarik and under his coaching style, we're going to see that um, in this team. So look, I no doubt Cristiano will keep this up this season. And look, when it comes to Champions League games under the lights with Cristiano Ronaldo, the team you never know because he just turns it up in every single Champions League game he plays in. And I think before every game we should play the Champions League anthem in the dressing room and I think we win every single game because Ronaldo seems to be doing it all in the Champions League this year. But just before obviously we kind of end the podcast, obviously I want to talk about uh, Sunday um, against Crystal Palace League because And obviously they've been they've actually been doing quite okay under Patrick Vieira and he seems to be playing kind of a lot of young players and they seem to be picking up though quite a few results over kind of the last couple of weeks for you looking at the way Palace play their counter hacking style and they seem to be a team who have been a kind of bit of an Achilles heel from Man United in these kind of last couple of weeks. Are you confident that we can go out there and get the three points? And um, obviously, we all have had one day under this new manager. We're probably not going to have much. He's not going to have much time to kind of do implement his kind of style of play um, into this team. Are you concerned with our recent record against Crystal Palace that we could potentially drop points Sunday, or do you think the overall location, Old Trafford, new manager, that think they come it may be maybe
0: team of Palace on Sunday? Look up the. I've been concerned all season, which I've I've not hid that. Um, no matter who we've played, you know, all season I've been concerned before kick off. I've not I've not been confident uh, of a game yet. To be honest, it looks like fingers crossed again. We've had a bit of a, a shift. We look like we've tightened up a little bit. I'm, I'm very reluctant to say this because I said it against uh, when we was playing against Watford. I thought you know we'd get a we'd get a reaction out the team and that we'd kick on with hammer Watford. I feel. Hopefully we're going to do. Obviously, that did not happen whatsoever. It was the complete opposite happened, and we fell apart. I hope what I said at that, that game happens against Palace. I hope we get a reaction. You know, new manager, the, the the players are going to want to impress. They're going to want to stay in that starting eleven. Um, again, there should be no reason whatsoever why we don't turn up and uh, take our three points. Um, you know, on new manager, guys are going to want to impress. We've got the players there to to run over them if they if they play the way they can play. Fingers crossed, mate. For me, we should. We, I'd be I'd be disappointed. I'd be very disappointed if we don't pick up a, a result at uh, playing against Palace this, this well tomorrow.
1: Yeah, I think for me, like Palace have a couple of players. So I think quick threatening is in midfield. I think Connor Gallagher. He's been outstanding for them in, in the field this year. He's been someone who's scoring goals, creating chances, and. Very good young player, promising young player. I think Vieira's given these some of these players new lease in life. Obviously, Zaha, he's always a threat. Like Wilfred Zaha is always a threat. Threat. And look, coming back to Old Trafford, obviously former club, new big though, big day of new manager coming in. He'd love to spoil the party, one hundred percent. I think you, you look at Palace. If we leave ourselves too exposed, we could be caught in the counter because that's one thing they Crystal Palace are very efficient at is counter attacking. And that quick transition from defense to attack on the counter with their with their pace up front with likes of IUs and and you know Zaha's up front they, they can be you know quite threatening in that regard. But I look I look at the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks in terms of how organized we've been. I think if we can continue that, we can definitely get the three points. And Old Trafford is going to be bounced on Sunday. Like Red Army, they're going to be that. That they're going to be getting the, the, the team through the game. like One thing I'll say, regardless of the way we played on, on Thursday, we played fantastically well. Our fans were brilliant on Thursday. The atmosphere was electric. Um, and from minute one to minute 90, like they fully got behind the team. The atmosphere was fantastic. And one thing I never fault our fan base with is the atmosphere in Old Trafford. It's always great. And with this new kind of era starting, I'm United, right now. The, the buzz in Old Trafford, I think, alone could w- win us that game you know, the, the fact that our fans will be that 12th man and get us through, but let's hope we can go and get three points, because for me, I'd like to see us maybe play a Ragnarik system on Sunday. I know he's only had a day and a half, but maybe I'd like to see us play that four two 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 and implement that system and see what where we can go with it, because I think it's no better time than the present, you know. I know he hasn't had much time, but let's try it anyway, you know. There's a new era, favourite run the fixtures, Let's get a win off. Let's get a win straight away, and then let's see what a Ralph Ragnarick team looks like at Old Trafford. Because I think that would be absolutely fantastic to see. And um, Phil, in terms of Palace and Sunday, are you, um, are you confident that we can go out and get the result? because we've been on a bit of a decent run lately? We've beaten last year's Europa League winners. Arguably, should have beaten the European champions last week, and then we've beaten Arsenal, who've been on quite a decent run of form as of late.
2: Yeah, as you say, I think the, the last three games, we've, we've looked a lot more solid and a lot more sort of um, like a Man United team that I'd, I'd want to watch. I think, you know, the Palace game is is a potential banana skin. I think they have obviously, you know, they, they beat City a few weeks ago, which was a, a shot result. But I think on the day, uh, Palace have got, you know, very good players who can, you know, hurt you. And as you mentioned, Connor Gallagher and Wilfred Zaha being probably the standout two players which which United will probably be looking out for. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, you know, they're, they're going to be a, a good test for us at this moment in time. But for me, I think, you know, we need to sort of just concentrate on ourselves at the moment. I think, you know, you can look too much into the other teams and how they, um, you know, are going to set up and players and stuff. I think if if we concentrate on ourselves and we all perform to the levels that, you know, we know that we can, then, you know, there's not gonna be any teams that are gonna get near us until, you know, March. I think that, that run of games that we've got now could be a massive um turning point. And I think I'd like to see as you just mentioned there, I think I'd like to see um, you know, Ragnarok come in and change that formation straight away and just get straight into it. there's, there's not really much to lose. I don't think I think, you know, that, you know, if you're gonna do it eventually you may as well do it straight away from the get go and just see see what happens because then you can see which players are suited to it, which players you know thrive, and and which players are going to maybe you know need to drop out or you know aren't going to be able to to cut it. And I think for me, we we need to now you know be serious in terms of our performances. I think a lot of players have sort of been, I wouldn't say going through the motions as such, but you know they've they've sort of not you know been pulling the weight and putting in as consistent performances as they should be. I think now there's there's not going to be any you know. That's not gonna be allowed. I don't think, you know, this fella's gonna let people, you know, stroll through games and, and put, you know, six out of tens in. You you've got to be working your socks off every single week. And I think if we do that in every position and we've obviously got Ronaldo who can, you know, produce in the final third, then for me we have no reason why we shouldn't um you know be picking up points against the likes of Crystal Palace.
1: Yeah. I think look Beating teams like this should be a bread and butter. And lots, no disrespect to Crystal Palace, but you look at the individual quality that we have in the team. On paper, we should win these games and at a canter. I think you, now we need, we see Ragnarik put his stamp on it. Let's, let 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 this be a period where he can see what players are going to suit his system. No better time than the present, because we're coming towards a Christmas period that's a very congested fixture list. We need to hit the ground running. And I think Ralph will learn a lot about these players. It's great that he was in the stands on, on Thursday. And he said he's been watching some of these performances as of late. He mentioned in the presser yesterday, but the games against Liverpool, City, etc. He's seen this. And he probably has already has an idea of who, who he wants to be in that system and who, who he wants to be in this team. So for me, looking forward to tomorrow, looking forward to seeing how we get on. And looking forward to see Ralf Rickenberg on the sideline. It's going to be surreal, really, seeing a manager from the outside being on the so- sideline for the last three years. We obviously we've, we've had Oli, we've had Carrick, and now we've yeah. someone, we've German manager, completely different philosophy. And Manchester United is complete 360 Rafa doing. So look, let's see, let's see how we get on. Exciting times to be a Man United fan, most definitely. But I'm going to just before we wrap at the end of the podcast, just going to get both of the lads start 11 prediction and then also a score prediction because this is going to be wild. now new manager new start these score predictions might be getting tasty so can't wait to hear what the lads think going to come to the eu first of all give me your start 11 and also following that your score prediction
0: thought of the start i've not sorry mate i've just muted me i've not even thought of starting 11 this week um uh, with it being a new manager because I, I, it would just be a complete guess with because i don't know who what formation or whatever is going to play um I'll just try and think of one off the top of my head. I think he'll stick. Well, we're limited with the back four anyway, so I think he may carry on with Tellez and Dallo, um, keep giving them a chance. He played well the other day, so why not? He's going to be a game in the Nets. Um, probably he'll stick with Lindelof and Maguire, maybe. Um, I think he'll probably stick with Fred and McTominay. I think. I've been championing Fred all season. Uh, as you know, I, th- I think he's been made a scapegoat all season. Um, I don't think is the player what we particularly need to push on, but I think he's probably been one of our better midfield players and he's started to show that now, um, which I- I'm glad people started recognising. So I think he'll probably stick with that. Uh, that. I think he'll keep J- Jaden playing um, on the right. I think he'll have Rashford, still playing on the left and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo definitely has got a start for me um, that's that's just a guess though because I don't know what formation he's going to play until, until I've watched a couple of games I can't really think of w- what difference he's going to do as a score prediction though I would probably go for and i, I I'd probably go for 3-1 Man United optimistic I know but I'd probably go for a Man United 3-1 win 3 1 win and um, good start to the Ragnik
1: era and both would have with, a, with a, maybe with a Fred goalie. Maybe Fred Gold
0: start off the era? No, I don't think Fred's gonna <laughs> score at all. <laughs> um but I'd love I'd love to see him score. I mean I just like the way he plays. I I just wish he'd he had a bit more bit more on the ball really, which I hope that gets developed because I do like him as a midfield player. I think he's He's got that tenacity to be a real a real good player and I, I think that Rangnet will bring it out of him. I just hope he develops more on the ball. Uh, which to be fair, the last couple of games he's put a few of the lads through um from midfield, you know, and they it created some great chances. So I'd like to see that side of his game develop a little, but um yeah, I'm just I'm just glad he's getting a little bit of recognition because I do I do like him in there. So yeah. And if he does score, mate, I'll be made up. Yeah, absolutely. look, you'll be getting the first message on
1: Sunday if he scores, one hundred percent. Phil, give me your start at eleven, um, and also does your score prediction there.
2: Uh, yeah, to be honest, I actually feel as though he'll stick with the same team that fin- uh, that started against Arsenal. I, I don't really see him making uh, any changes from that, just because I think you know it was a good performance. Um, it was a, it was a tough game, which you know could have probably gone either way at some points in the game. But I just feel as though he'll give them players the chance to, to carry on that um, sort of winning run. Um, so for me, I think you know the team that started against Arsenal uh, just to, to carry on against Palace. Um, and I actually think that it's going to be a bit more of a tighter game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals. Um, I'm going to go for one nil to United. Um, I, um, I, I don't really think that United sort of do these kind of results enough. You know, when you see a title-winning team where they can go where they can just grind out a result, even if things aren't going your way, um, and and maybe you know the goals aren't coming. I think tough game against Palace, who are were quite organised, and, and you know we'll, we'll probably try and play on the counter attack themselves. I think it's going to be a, a sort of. Um, Bit of a nitty gritty game, and but I think United will win. I just, I'm, I'm, I just think they'll nick a goal late on. Um, obviously Ronaldo for me, you know, somebody who comes up with a big goals and big moments. I think, you know, he, he's going to nick one late on in the second half, and we'll just settle for a one 0 That again, another late Ronaldo goal. More to find the odds and
1: be interested to hear what Sky Sports say about them then tomorrow, um. Be interesting interested to see what they say again after scoring a goal and what the opinion would be after the game. But I myself, um, ways to start them prediction. I'm just going to go quickly. Um, de Gea, um, Dalo, um hopefully Varane is fit, but if not, I'll go with Lindelof, Maguire. Um, Teller's left back. Then I'm actually going to go with the four-two-two-two system, sorry. I'm going to go for the Ragnarik system. He you know, you mightn't do it, but I'd like to see it. So I'm going to go Van Der Beek and Fred in the middle the two attacking midfielders um, in that system then I'll have Sancho and Bruno Fernandes and in the front two I'd have Rashford and I would have Cristiano Ronaldo um, up top and so I have a lot of workers around them in that system um, obviously Van de Beek works very hard in the field as well also one thing he will be able to do the one thing McTominay won't be able to do in this system help us retain possession and keep the ball ticking I think Van de Beek will do that I think this he's going to be a beneficiary of Rangnick's style of play and I think we may see the best of Donny van de Beek in these next couple of weeks and months on a Ralph Ragnarik and I think no better time to do it now get van de Beek and Fred in midfield and then the Bruno and Santro being two attackers in attacking midfield positions and then obviously Rashford and, and, and Ronaldo up top and um, as a front two and um, so then again you have all them hard workers Ronaldo a lot of chance creation and in terms of control and sustained pressure I think that 11 gives us that control and that pressure um, but that's just us, that's us here today, guys. And um, thanks very much, and um, everyone for watching. Thanks very much, and um, for the guys, everyone getting in the comments there as well. Bad time, Vaughn literally just come in, literally just last minute, um on the podcast here says hello, lads. At least Phil is feeling Christmassy. So is Lee as well. You might miss the start of the podcast. Lee is also with has the Christmas decorations, Lee has that up there as well. So, look, <laughs> I'm the Grinch here today. I have no Christmas decorations here today, but we win next week um on the podcast 100% but and thanks very much everyone for watching do check out um our history section on the channel and Wayne is doing brilliant content with Paddy Barkley at the moment in terms of covering the history of Manchester United quite brilliant very insightful stuff so do go over and check that out on our channel there's more content coming there as well and look as always we're back on Friday with our Friday podcast and we will be discussing obviously this game that was uh, happening um, on Sunday, but also looking ahead and um, to um more and um, games under Rad Ragnarok. So do check that out, and also we do have more exciting content coming up with myself um on the on the podcast. I know Wayne will be announcing that soon. So do and um, check that out because we have another podcast coming and um, very soon, and very excited and um, for that to be released. But thanks very much everyone for watching. Hit that like button below, Phil, and also to the right of him as well. The subscribe button is there with the bell notification, so do hit that because then you will get a notification for every bit of content that goes out live. And also, don't forget to check us out um, on our audio platforms, and um, because our audio podcast doing quite well, the number one independent Manchester night podcast out there. So, look, I do appreciate everyone's support for continued support for our podcast here and the rest of the show as we do um, on the channel so do hit that subscribe button on both video and audio platforms because we have a lot more coming in these next couple of weeks but thanks very much everyone for watching and hope you all enjoy your weekend and let's hope manchester United will get the three points until then guys thanks very much away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery